0: You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Goh and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair of culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks.
1: It brings folks together from all walks of life.
0: The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host, Kristen Hetzel and Jay Bratton
2: the Dining at Disney Podcast. I'm Kristen, with me is Jay, and we are the podcast that is your ultimate source for the wonderful world of dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. How have you been doing, Jay?
1: Oh, I've been doing great, thanks.
2: Ready for a, another episode of Yummy Food Talk?
1: Absolutely.
2: Well... Before we get started, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're going to be talking about. We've got some merchandise news we're going to talk about when it comes to the Pollination Village Resort over at Walt Disney World. Uh, I've got a little bit of cruise news you can use, as well as some stuff over at Disneyland, like bacon cheddar popcorn. Just remember, bacon cheddar popcorn. Mm -hmm. That'll keep you hungry for the whole episode, right? We're also going to share with you our top five snacks. I'm going to give you mine from Magic Kingdom. Jay's got his from Disneyland. And we have a foodie tip to end out the show for you. So we're going to go ahead and dig into some appetizers. What you got, Jay?
1: All right. Well, at uh, Disneyland, they have a... Uh, they, this was a story that was released by the Disney Parks blog. And it was... I found it really interesting. It's. Uh, they have a culinary apprentice program. And what it is is the... Um, the there's three uh, women uh, who had uh, received a certification by the American Culinary Federation and I guess they had to... Uh, provide 1,000 hours of diverse and hands-on training uh well let's see yeah to earn they had to earn uh, the certification by participating in 1,000 hours of uh hands-on training and I found the the article compelling because I you know I didn't know that Disneyland did this and I thought it was really um you know interesting that they, I don't know if this is just a pilot program or if they're going to institute it uh all you know at all the parks or whatever but uh, regardless I, I found it pretty uh, Pretty uh, intriguing. Um, Apparently, there's three women. uh, Let's see. uh, Alexis McCoy, Jolene Pizer, and Ashley Parrish. Uh, They spent two weeks. um, Every two weeks, they would rotate at the different uh, restaurants. Uh, They started at Carthage Circle Restaurant. Uh, Then um, they baked bread at Boudin Bakery. Um, And uh, let's see if they list any other... Well, it doesn't say any other... um, and any other restaurants, but I'm sure that they, they went to a lot of different locations. Uh, it says they exposed to many different styles of food, different equipment, uh, different cooking techniques and stuff like that. So that's uh, I thought that was quite quite, uh, quite cool, actually.
2: Yeah, I didn't know they did that either. That would be really cool to get to take part in.
1: Yeah, exactly. If it's like even if they did like a uh, – like when they did the uh, Food and Wine Festival at uh, DCA a few, years, a few years ago, they had a special uh, session that I think it was around $150, if I remember right, and you were able to train with uh, Andrew Sutton for, for a day. And no I way. Was, uh, yeah, and I thought that was so cool. But the thing oh is God. it was limited. It, I forgot how many people. I think it was like 25 people or something like that, or maybe even less than that. And so when I tried to, to sign up for it they're like, oh sorry it's gone i was like dang <laughs> you wow. know like, uh, that would that would be uh, amazing and you know it shows you different culinary techniques and, and things like that so yeah uh, next time hopefully they'll bring back that food and wine festival when these days
2: I don't know, but at least they should bring back that program. That is a really cool thing to get to do, you know.
1: Yes, definitely. I, I'm surprised they don't do something like that at Walt Disney World, or mm-hmm. or do they? No. Not that no, I would oh, oh, maybe check it out. Uh, also, now uh, well, this is kind of news, I guess. Uh, well, it's news to me. I I uh, discovered that they have the bacon cheddar popcorn at Cars Land in uh, DCA, so that's kind of kind of cool. They used to have the dill flavored popcorn, and apparently, I I. Thought it was pretty good I mean it wasn't like you know wow you know just knock you on on your feet or knock you on your butt type you know flavor but it was definitely very good um, the bacon cheddar there's so much potential bacon, <laughs> and, cheddar, bacon and cheddar seriously and, and I was really excited to, to get this and uh, it's essentially the the standard popcorn with a bacon cheddar sprinkle atop of it um, let me go ahead and show you a, a picture of that real quick here did
2: it taste um, like bacon and cheddar Uh, because sometimes the bacon seasoning tastes more smoky than anything like bacon
1: yeah um you know, honestly, I there was an essence of bacon. It wasn't. I didn't. It wasn't like a deep smoky flavor. Uh, it almost reminded me. I don't know if you've ever had. Um, oh my gosh, what's the name of that company? That uh, J and D Bacon, J and D Bacon, something like that. They do bacon sprinkles. Uh, it was featured on Oprah uh, a while back. Oh, and, um, yeah. yeah I'm
2: not familiar with
1: it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to provide the link to that. Uh, J and D Bacon Salt. That's what it is. J and D Bacon Salt. Anyway, so. So that's what it tastes like. Tastes like that mixed with like powdered cheddar cheese mix. Um, So it was. I just really felt like either, you know, I mean, if you're going to do bacon and you're going to do cheddar, I mean, do bacon bits, you know, bacon sprinkles at least, you know. And and then like with the cheddar, it doesn't have to be, you know, like the the finest cheddar cheese, but, you know, maybe a little like a little side uh, cheddar cheese dipping sauce or something like that. Like, you know, the way they serve nachos.
2: I was just going to say what you want is popcorn that's either made like, you know, when you get French fries that have bacon and cheese on it or nachos with bacon
1: exactly that's exactly what I would uh, hope for and you know unfortunately this wasn't it and I knew that they were going to do the sprinkle and I was okay with that I-, I figured you know give it a shot and worst case scenario I'm out like $4.79 or whatever it was and you know whatever I mean it's not the, the it's not the worst thing in the world but it's just it, it didn't quite meet the expectations that I had for it so but you know it's, it's a nice little snack food
2: I wish they had more choice than they do. Because the yeah, last time I was there, they did have the dill, but the time before, all they had is regular popcorn. And I was like, I don't want just butter-flavored popcorn. I can get that anywhere. Yeah, and I mean, remember yeah. that was like the big thing when that opened, was it was going to have a whole bunch of unique popcorn flavors. And right,
1: exactly. I mean, I that's the thing. That. There's so much potential. I, You know, there's uh, a lot of companies that make seasonings specifically for popcorn, and it's a powdered, like a fine powder, and all they have to do is just use those, or or they can concoct their own. I mean, you know, they, they've got some very talented uh, cooks and chefs over there at, at the resort, so why not, you know, put them to, you know, good use, you know, to mix up some spices and stuff.
2: Oh, because, you know, you go to, i um, trying to think of, I want to say it was car like cinemas that they've got like five or six different flavors that you can put of seasonings you can put on your popcorn. And I'm like, I like that. It's
1: fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, just in at the that price point, I mean, it's worthwhile, you know. So, eh, whatever. It's all good. So, uh, yeah.
2: I think they'd sell more too because, oh, yeah, you know, okay. say there's a group of us and you're like, hey, I'll get the bacon cheddar. I'll get the ranch. I'll get the sriracha. I said right, everything down yeah, exactly. sriracha. But, you know, and well, if you have... like try a little bit of everybody's rather than just getting one.
1: Right. And, you know, the, of all the, the uh, cones, that are there that one and you know I think the churro one are the the least popular cones because the churros and the popcorn you can get anywhere really I mean the bacon cheddar one of course not but you know buttered popcorn you can get that at any of the the locations you know throughout the park in each of the lands there's a popcorn stand you know but whatever, it's, it is what it is.
2: I always get the, what is it, Salsa Verde or Chicken Verde.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chicken Verde. It's, mm, uh yeah, the, the, the cone. And I like the other one as well, the Chili Cone Carne. Yeah. Chili con carne, uh, Cone Carne. Cone. Ch- chili Cone Carne. That's what they call it. Chili <laughs> Cone
2: Carne.
1: <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I mean, you know. but
2: um, I do. I like those.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm with you on the on the the, the Verde one because that one has... Uh, has a little, uh, has more kick to it uh, Mm -hmm. than the chili cone corning, but um, regardless, both are good and excellent and pair beautifully with beer, for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Then um, we have uh, the other thing that is news, for sure. Uh, They have uh, two new Cinderella treats at Disneyland. And not just Disneyland, they actually have it at Walt Disney World as well. Um, Apparently, uh, they have one that's a Rice Krispie treat. And then the other one looks really compelling to me. It's uh, like a a candy apple, well, caramel apple, really. And according to the Disney Parks blog, it's uh, dipped in caramel. Then it's uh, coated with a white chocolate. Well, they call it a shimmering white chocolate, which I thought was interesting. Interesting, and then uh, looks like uh, white chocolate decor, you know, sort of make it look like Cinderella's coach. And then they say, "Well, there's um, the wheels of the the apple," and it says, "Well, for that, it'll be a surprise." So I'm I'm just wondering if anybody has tried it. You know, let us know. Please send us a voicemail or email or something. Let us know what what it was that the that comprises the wheels. I'm guessing it's either like Oreo cookies or maybe. Um, Uh, vanilla wafers or something like that i don't know what do you think Kristen?
2: i don't know i would have just thought they'd be you know white chocolate discs
1: Mm, that could be too right
2: that doesn't seem that that would be much of a surprise though
1: true true vanilla
2: wafers would be kind of cool
1: yeah that would be um the uh the locations where you can get it at disneyland are the candy palace um, that's just at Disneyland Park, and then um, at uh, Disney California Adventure, you can get them at Trolley Treats. For uh, those who want to get them outside the parks, if you're just kind of hanging out for the day or whatever and want a little snack, they have them at Marceline's Confectionery at the Downtown Disney District in, Anna, in Anaheim as well. And uh, Walt well, Disney World, you can you can break it down for them.
2: There is over at Magic Kingdom Main Street Confectionery and Big Top, which is over in the uh, circus area. In downtown Disney, you have Goofy's Candy Kitchen on the Marketplace side and the Candy Cauldron on the west side, and then Sweet Spells at Hollywood Studios. I have to say, one of my favorite things to do is stop by Marceline's and watch them as they you can see them in the window, because the window is huge there. Watch them make all the apples and the cake pops and all that stuff. I find myself getting stuck just standing there watching them make all these yummy treats.
1: Yeah they they're constantly making candy apples and caramel apples at that location. I honestly I've never had a caramel apple. I'm am kind of ashamed to say it, but I I haven't had it there at Disneyland. I've had caramel apples obviously. Candy apples before as well, but I just haven't bought one at Disneyland because I am just I'm I'm more interested in, in the other things that are, are available and you know they're cute and, and look, you know, look good. It's just they're so big, you know, and, and it's... It's usually just my wife and I and we can't we can't split that.
2: You know what you have to go when um when I'm there for D twenty three.
1: There you go. We
2: need to do a meet and we get everybody has to get something and we just all share and try a whole bunch of new stuff.
1: <laughs> there you go. Perfect.
2: I had the apple pie apple and that was pretty good. Um Yeah. But the apples are like 10 bucks.
1: Yeah. that's The other
2: cheap. thing that always kind of deters me from getting the apple is it's an, an apple for $10 where I, I can order a quick service, you know, sandwich, salad, something of substance for the same amount. So, and not a big sweet eater. So I just kind of skip over them. They look yeah, pretty though.
1: For sure. Okay, well, that's all I have for for news. How about you?
2: I have just a couple of news stories. One of them is that the Polynesian Resort changed its name last year and reverted back to its original Polynesian Village Resort. Well, they've been doing a lot, a lot of construction over there and remodeling. And we're now getting a Trader Sam's. It's going to be Trader Sam's Grotto. And with all of this, then means new merchandise too. And of course, being that we talk food, that means food merchandise we're going to talk about. So they've got um, like a highball glass that says Polynesian Village. They have come out with a grand opening pen for Trader Sam's. Wow! Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. So totally yeah, they've nothing.
2: got a couple of uh, a couple of pens. Um, one is just is, is Trader Sam's uh and it looks like there's like a like an octopus or something crawling around it. Um and then the Trader Sam's Grog Gratos has the opening. It says opening uh grand opening twenty fifteen on it. They've got a couple of really cool tiki mugs as well that on one side it looks like a little tiki god, and then when you turn it over, it'll say Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Got a couple of that. Those in for Trader Sam's fans. And they have even come out with one of those, um, like, Hawaiian-style shirts, let's say, and it's got Trader Sam's on it.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That's so cool.
2: I know, right? Those normally run, it doesn't say what the price is going to be, but those are normally, like, $70 shirts or so.
1: Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My wife keeps wanting me to get uh, like a Hawaiian style shirt. And I keep saying, no, you know, it looks like a like an old man. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like in Hawaii, I mean, basically, I mean, some people wear Hawaiian shirts or whatever, just but not not as casual wear, you know, normally. Uh, but uh, anyways, you know, something like that, I, I might be interested in getting. Who knows? Um, I actually went to uh, this past uh, year. Um, I went to the Mahaloween, a celebration at uh, Disneyland and they had it at Trader Sam's. Oh really? And they the the purpose of it was to sell merchandise, of course. Uh, but uh, they also um the the uh, main uh, topic of the presentation, though, was the Trader Sam's gr- Grotto, and so they showed us all the concept art. They showed us all the you know the sketches and, and things like that. Uh, and I thought it was really cool. And uh, some people that you know go to both you know Disney World and Disneyland were like, well, is it going to be different? And apparently, it's going to be pretty much the same as what we have here at Disney. So uh, it's going to be a little more, you know, uh, it's going to be on the smaller side, a little more intimate. You know, I think the, um, Maximum occupancy at the Trader Sam's in Disneyland is like 96 people or something like that. So it's you know it's a relatively small area, but you know it's fun. It's it's you know if they do uh, all the uh, the kind of cool little uh, you know tricks and in, and in, in the shows that they do at uh, Trader Sam's here, then it, it should be a great time and fun for all.
2: I just hope they make it bigger than the one at Disneyland because oh, I don't I mean, know how I, mean, I don't know how Disney World's gonna
1: yeah.
2: it, it's gonna be crazy. They're gonna people. I mean, there's always a line to go in at Disneyland, but it's gonna be a really long line at Disney World.
1: I can only imagine. That's why a lot of the people uh, that you know go to both resorts were kind of expressed a bit of concern. And uh, I, you know, I agree with that. I was like, uh, well, for me, it doesn't matter really. You know, I, mean, I you know, I, I makes not makes, you know, I, I'm not going to go back to Disney World for a while. So you know, and by that time, it, I'm sure that the initial enthusiasm for for the grog Grotto will will dive down or dissipate at least to the point where it's going to be easy to get into.
2: It's hard to say. I mean, people at Disney World, they get into things, you know, like something becomes the place to go to. And because there are so many, uh, you know, it's not not a locals park. There's so many international and people from all over the state that that visit, they read on a website about it. And so then that's like their must-do thing. Well, it might be five years from now that they then visit. So I'm just hoping it's just a little bit bigger. Because that place is really tiny
1: it is no I agree with you I agree with you and and you know it's it's, it's a different you know the uh, the attendance levels are are different you know Disney World is what the number one most attended resort in the entire world right and yeah. you know it would only make sense that they um, that they you know bring in a larger establishment to accommodate all those people that would be interested um, but you know we'll see uh, it's hard to say also I just real quickly I again I just this this whole video blogging thing is so new to me. I, I <laughs> actually had a uh, picture of the, uh, the the treats, the Cinderella treats at Disneyland um, since I was there this past Wednesday, and um, I didn't buy one, but uh, you know I could see it through the uh, through the little glass case and um, see if people you know want to take a look at it or whatever. Whoever's watching us on YouTube, and you could see that you know on the left side is the the caramel apple, and on the right it's the crispy treat coach, but. Is it really a coat, or maybe turn the picture upside down? What does it look like then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of cheated a little bit on that one. They they took yeah. it and threw that sucker upside down, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's a novelty item, you know. But uh, regardless,
2: at least it'll taste good, right?
1: Oh yeah, I I always enjoy rice krispie treats. So
2: I think that's like kind of a big a big standard, you know, American treat, you know? Right, right. Rice Krispie Treats. And let's see, I have one little last bit of news, and this has to do with the Disney Cruise Line. And they have now come out with a six-course dessert experience that will be taking place at Remy on the Disney Fantasy. So if you are somebody who really likes dessert definitely worth booking and checking out a a six course dessert and they do have a little video which we'll have the link to um and it's on the disney park blog about the dessert but we'll have that that link for you in the show notes but it looks like it's gonna be interesting you know
1: yeah, I've I've uh, been to a restaurant. Uh, we kind of discuss discussed it off air, um, where they had like uh, a dessert place. Um, I I didn't tell you about the dessert uh, cart that they brought out, but uh, essentially you get to choose as many desserts as you want, and there's like twenty different desserts. So I can only imagine what a six course dessert uh, you know tasting would be. It's uh, it's quite uh, quite interesting.
2: I'll tell you, I really enjoyed because um, I went on the Magic, which is their smaller chip. So it doesn't have Remy, it just has Paolo. I'll say I really enjoyed Paolo. It was really good. Definitely would do it again. Well, I, that's all the appetizers I have. So mm-hmm. I guess it is time to move on to our entree. And we're discussing the top five snacks for Disneyland Park and Magic Kingdom. So I will kick it off. Do we want to start five and then work the other way? On um, the list and save, save the best for last?
1: You know, my, my top five snacks are in no particular order. Honestly, the, the way I, I, because it depends on my mood, right? I, yeah. You know, sometimes I'm in the mood for a little sweet, you know, sweet treat. Sometimes I just, you know, I just want a little snack, you know, just to kind of, you know, get my energy up and that kind of thing. And, you know, I don't want anything too sweet. So I just sort of randomly, well, the majority are sweet treats, but, you know, it's whatever. I, I do, they, it depends on my mood. So that's the I guess what the the bottom line is and I'm not sure if you you actually ordered them in in preference or what
2: well my I only have one that's always my favorite treat and okay. it's it's a sandwich so it's <laughs> a little more than just like a small snack you know so right. um, but it is a quick service snack location and it is the sweet and spicy chicken waffle sandwich that is my favorite thing that I like to snack on it has arugula there's a sriracha um, coleslaw with it it It's just yummy. So you have the spice from the sriracha, honey sauce that's on the chicken, and it originally was just a temporary item that they came out with a few years ago during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And I had tried it, it was like, I have got to have this again, this is amazing, and I just kept telling everybody, I was like, you have got to go to Sleepy Hollow, and have the chicken, the chicken waffle sandwich, it is so good, and everybody just thought I would have, like, lost my mind (laughs) over this sandwich, and then everybody, when they went and tried it, they're like, oh my god, that is so good, I was like, I told you, it's amazing, um, so that that's my one thing that I would always be on my the top of my list. As far as the other ones, there's no um, really particular order, but I would have to go with um, as we had discussed in um, in our previous episode about topping bars. Uh, Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Cafe and Inn has a toppings bar. And there's, you can go in and you order French fries and then you can just pile all of your toppings on. Cosmic race is the same way. And why not get that? And then you put the like ooey gooey cheese sauce on it. Maybe some drizzle, some ranch dressing, you know, that's the way to go. And then, of course, Dole Whip, Dole Whip float. I like the float. I like the pineapple juice Mm -hmm. from Aloha Isle. Um, the roasted, my next two are actually from the same location. They're from Gaston's Tavern. And it's the roasted pork shank. I am not a fan of the turkey leg that everybody else likes so much. I don't like the turkey leg, but I do like the roasted pork shank. It's not greasy and it just tastes good. So I like that. And then the other thing is Lafu's Brew. And I ask them to always put an extra pump of marshmallow in it.
1: What, what is LeFou's brew? I'm sorry. I, we don't have that out at Disneyland.
2: It is, um, it's kind of, it's a, a frozen drink ah. and it's similar to, um, you have one that's also made with apple juice. Uh,
1: the boys and apple?
2: Yeah. It's along the lines of those, but this okay. one, they, it's just apple juice. They add the marshmallow in and on top. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I want to say it's mango foam, but I could be wrong.
1: Okay. I can't. Well, they have a foam. passion fruit from passion fruit passion fruit foam uh, at Disneyland.
2: Yeah, it's a long. It's just like a a variant from.
1: Okay. From, uh, cool.
2: I like it. Extra
1: marshmallow. And can I just uh, interject just for a second? I had the most disappointing news, uh, bit of news, the last time we went to Disneyland. They took out the pork shanks. And I'm so, so disappointed. I cannot tell you how... I I love the pork shank. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is high calorie. Yes, it is high fat. So what? It's okay to indulge once in a while, okay? And it's not for one person in one sitting. I mean, really, it's something to kind of have a little you bit, sure. you know, yeah. the to share it with other people, or you know, bring a bring a ziplock bag and and you know put put the whatever leftovers are in there. But when I went there uh, to Edelweiss Snacks uh, near the Matterhorn, I was getting actually I wanted to get uh, the chili corn over there chili lime corn and uh, but I wanted to see you know look at the pork shank because I always admire it you know seeing it in the little hot case there (laughs) and when I saw that there it wasn't there I was like okay what's going on here and I asked the the cast member I was like what what happened to the pork shank? is it just you guys are out of them she's oh no we removed them from the menu and I was like I almost screamed I was like no I would just it was it was terrible it was just it was heartbreaking I I can't tell you how much I was disappointed did she say why? no she didn't say why she just said it was removed from the menu and I said well are you guys bringing him back and she said well not that we heard of and I was like oh gosh can't believe it and in place and like they put in the chimichanga. Okay, I've had the chimichanga. I, uh, some people like the chimichanga. You know, more power to you. I really think it's it's a an atrocity to Mexican food, and um, it's just it's 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 terrible. And, and I, for them to remove the pork shank in you know, and and put in the the uh, chimichanga was just a, a travesty. But you know, it is what it is. I I can't do anything about it. But it's just it was so disappointing.
2: I wonder if they're gonna put it elsewhere
1: you know when they first brought it to the parks they had it in the uh, Big Thunder Ranch area and then uh, then also the Edelweiss Snacks uh, Big Thunder Ranch is uh, closed uh, temporarily uh, at this juncture um but uh, you know they'll they'll open up you know for you know later on. And they do have the spring roundup uh, that goes on, but uh, at the time that I was there, uh, it was closed for the day. So uh, hopefully, you know, I'll get a chance to go back there. But I they didn't mention anything about it, and I haven't heard anything on the on the uh, you know the social media universe. Uh, so I don't know, who knows? We can I don't know. I guess I have to start a a petition or something like that. It's a petition.org or something like that. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow so it sorry like it would I, make
2: sense maybe to put it hungry bear
1: i think so or smoke jumpers grill hello smoke jumpers grill perfect right so,
2: <laughs> oh, oh wow. that's a shame
1: Anyway, sorry to to uh, cut you off there. I just had to had of had a vent a little bit. Is too is too too emotional of the subject for, for me not to say something about it while you mentioned the pork shank.
2: <laughs> so see, that gives you a reason to visit Walt Disney World to get a pork
1: shank. <laughs> there you go. I'll I'll spend all that time and money right? just to go for for that one thing. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh okay so that is that's my list and so i'm gonna let you tell me what your top five snacks are
1: all right cool i did my list in no you know particular order uh again it it just whatever strikes my fancy at the time uh of course the iconic churro i mean if you're gonna mention a top five snack at at disneyland this churros is mandatory to, to be there um but it's not just having the churro anywhere. I mean, you can get a churro anywhere, yes. You can go to Tomorrowland, you can get them at DCA, etc. But honestly, uh, the best place to have a churro is in Frontierland. Just like we were talking in the last episode about the turkey leg and, you know, how they put it in Tomorrowland, it just didn't feel right. The same thing with, you know, the churro. It's like when you eat the churro in Frontierland, it just feels right. It's just, you know, that kind of crispy, cinnamon, cinnamon sugary pastry, you know. Just sitting there and people watching, and you know, Frontierland in the main plaza hub is really sort of a leisurely place to be. There's a lot of people that walk by, and you know, it's it's not not as crowded as Adventureland or you know any of the other parts of the park. Um, so that's the reason why I, I say that if you're going to have a turtle, just you know, do yourself a favor and you know, cop a squat at a bench there at uh, you know Frontierland, and and uh, you'll you'll see what I mean. Then uh this item my my second uh item on the list is only available seasonally it's only during christmas time and it's the peppermint ice cream at uh, Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor oh my it's 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 just it's wonderful uh, have you had it did you ever I have try that? mine. okay well, if you ever come to Disneyland during the holiday uh, holidays, you should definitely get that. Um, they have uh, they you can get it in a cone, or they also have a special um, you know chocolate dip cone with the peppermint crunch. Uh, it, yeah, it's like well, it, it's like those little peppermint starburst candies you see yeah. at the bulk you know the bulk items at the, at the grocery store or whatever. And they crush them up and then they um, sprinkle it on top of the dark chocolate with the you know with the ice cream cone, and normally. Uh, we had talked about dark chocolate versus milk chocolate before, and, and I'm with you on dark chocolate most of the time. But in this instance, I think that a milk chocolate dip would have been better than a dark chocolate dip uh, because it's just the dark, dark chocolate really sort of... Um, just it's a, a, a not a good contrast with the with the uh, the peppermint candies, um, but regardless, I mean you know I, the peppermint ice cream in itself. I mean, just give it to me in a cup and I'm I'm good to go. Uh, it's really uh, it's creamy. It's uh, it has peppermint uh, flavor obviously, uh, but it's not overly overly done. Like some peppermint ice cream, they put a lot of pepper peppermint oil. So it's sort of just kind of just, you know, ignites your, your taste buds in your mouth and it lingers with you for a long time and, and you lose the, the sensation of the ice cream. But yeah. this has a nice balance of both. You know, it's it's not too much peppermint and, um, you know, but it's just enough to tantalize to your taste buds and, and give you that that just wonderful uh, peppermint flavor uh, without overpowering your, your palate. Then, uh, the other one, uh, next door to uh, Gibson Girl Ice Cream, we have the the Candy Palace, and uh, that's where I like to get the English toffee. And the English toffee is so good. Uh, I assume you guys have it at Disney World, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you get it fresh, oh, my goodness, uh, just that that crispy toffee in the middle center. And you got that that chocolate, you know, dressing on the outside uh, with the the fresh roasted nuts. Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's amazing. And, um, yeah, I definitely recommend getting that. And the fresher, the better. Uh, On certain days of the week, they have it at the show kitchen. And uh, just little kind of insider tip here. You can actually ask a cast member to get you a fresh batch from the show kitchen. So that's... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a little little secret. Um, They do have to wait a while for the candy to cool off. So, but usually around... Two o'clock in the afternoon, I think, is a good time to get it. So just if you're there earlier and you just go swing by and see if they are making it that day and then just go, you know, go back to Cami Palace in the afternoon and, and get one and I tell you, it, there is a difference, you know, from the ones that you get off the shelf. Then for my savory choice, I I like the onion rings at Hungry Bear. Um the the under, for some reason it is, they do a beer battered onion ring and it's really light and crispy and they use a, a sweeter onion I'm thinking like a vidalia or something yeah. I'm not exactly sure of the variety uh, but uh, regardless it's just it's really a nice balance it's uh you know not too oily it's uh, crunchy it's uh, the only thing that's missing is like um you know they need some kind of like good like a uh, aioli or something to go along with it, because your choices are essentially uh, ketchup, uh, mustard, or ranch dressing. And you know, ranch and ketchup are okay, but you know, it's whatever. Nothing. Special, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, and then
2: like like the bloomin' onion sauce that yeah, they
1: exactly, have, or exactly. campfire
2: sauce from uh, Red Robin.
1: Right, exactly. That's uh-huh. exactly what I'm thinking. You need just got uh, just a hint of spice to you know kick it up a notch. And then uh,
2: <laughs> one of my favorite places to eat
1: yeah it, and you know unfortunately they're they're closed right now for you know doing refurbishment um i don't know if they're doing enhancements for the 60th anniversary or you know for for that restaurant specifically or you know they're doing other things to critter country but you know uh, it's closed a, at the moment and hopefully they'll open soon i don't know the exact date that they're reopening uh critter country but uh you know yeah i kind of missed that the last time i was there uh, which was just this wednesday <laughs> this past wednesday um And, of course, you know, another item that has to be included on the top five is the Dole Whip. You'd mentioned the Dole Whip float, and I I just like the straight Dole Whip. I mean, just, just, you know, give it to me just straight. You know, I don't need any, you know, any apple juice to go along with it I just it's just so magnificent on its own and um, it's the, the wonderful thing about the Dole Whip is not only is it um, you know great flavor it's actually dairy free uh, it's only like 80 calories and uh, it's gluten free so I mean it's like to me like the perfect light snack you know for the park.
2: Wow you know I, uh, I I'm not a big ice cream person and so, like Alton just wants the straight Whip. He didn't care. He just wants the Whip. Right. Whereas I always lean towards either having like I'll have a milkshake or I'll have um, a float. It's just I don't know. I'm not so much just the straight. Oh, okay. Straight ice cream. Okay. It's almost like the the sweetness and the um, gets of uh, the ice cream gets melded out just a little bit with the pineapple juice.
1: Mm, I see.
2: And the orange that you mentioned you guys don't have, I'm not right. a fan of at all. But oh, really? I don't really? Yeah, I don't really like orange, so. Oh, okay. Orange, like, I'll eat orange oranges, but, like, sure. orange-flavored stuff, mm, not so much. And I'm looking to see if I can find for us when that is supposed to reopen. Let's see. Where is it? Hungry Bear. Oh, April 3rd.
1: Okay, so pretty soon.
2: hmm Yeah, that whole area is going to open back up on April 3rd, so.
1: Cool beans. Since Great. we're talking about dessert, let's let's get into dessert. How about that? I'm ready. Let's do it. So you want to go start it off for us?
2: Sure, I can kick it off. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> pineapple, we're gonna go back into some more pineapple. Sure. Um, <laughs> so both of us are sharing something that has to do with a beverage, and mine is going to be um, at the Pineapple Promenade Outdoor Kitchen, that's located in the. Um, Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, that whole section around the world uh, showcase. So over at the Pineapple Promenade, they have a drink. It's called Frozen Desert Violet Lemonade. It's mm. a non-alcoholic drink. Again, it's frozen. And I like it because it's not It's not too sweet. There's just a little hint of floral to it. And because it is a lemonade, you've got a little bit of that sourness too. So it's just kind of like a nice little uh, combination of that floral floral with the the sourness. So I recommend trying that um, especially for people who don't drink and you're looking for something good to have while you're walking through the World Showcase during the uh, Flower and Garden Festival so that is the way
1: cool well since we're talking about floral drinks here uh, nice little segue uh, have you ever tried the uh, rose petal rose petal soda from the Carthay, Carthay Circle Lounge and Restaurant at DCA I have,
2: I have not I've only been in there into the lounge once okay. and I haven't dined there yet
1: alright well uh, we uh, ordered it. My wife and I went to Carthay Circle Lounge. Uh, Well, I mean, we go there actually quite a bit more than we should. Uh, But uh, last year, uh, she uh, decided to get the uh, Rose Petal Soda. And um, uh, she, I try to sip. I, I'm not normally, you know, in a soda. If I'm going to have a carbonated beverage, and, and I'm at DCA, I'm getting a beer. I mean, you know, that's just. Oh me.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, um, anyways, uh, regardless, uh, she's not into alcohol so much. Uh, not that I'm alcoholic, but uh, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, we know what you that, mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I try to sip, and um, it it was actually nice. Uh, it had a, a, a kind of a floral essence to it, not not too overpowering uh it, you know you it wasn't like you know you're drinking uh you know like crushed up roses or something like that but uh you know you de- definitely got the essence of the rose and uh, it was on the sweet side uh, you know a bit syrupy um the uh but it was a great springtime beverage It just totally you know this was, since we mentioned floral essence and you know that's uh you know right in line with the, with the spring uh, but if you can't get to Disney California Adventure, uh, or if you like it and you want to try this at home, uh, there's actually a place you can find uh, the recipe uh, where you can use a simple syrup. And um, I'll, we'll go ahead and uh, provide the link um, to that in the show notes. And uh, the name of the website, it's called Fresh Eggs Daily. And the, uh, I, I won't give you the whole breakdown. You can look at the, the recipe uh, recipe yourself or whatever. But um, yeah, it looks pretty simple. I mean, not not too complicated. I mean, just really three ingredients: uh, rose petals, water, and sugar. Uh, well, a club soda, of course. But uh, yeah, it looked uh, look pretty good. So, anyways,
2: do they the uh, do they make that soda there at Carthay?
1: Yes. Okay. The, I don't know if they use this recipe. I doubt that they use. Oh yeah, recipe, but, but I, I was mean, just right. That's, if they have uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's why I brought it up that they do have the rose petal soda uh, at uh, Carthay Circle. That's cool. Yeah.
2: I like the fact that so many restaurants now are going to um, making their own sodas Mm -hmm. and coming up with unique flavors, you know, just not your standard, you know, Cokes, Sprite, Mellow Yellow, and Dr. Pepper. You know, now you're getting some, you know, maybe mango infused or uh Recently had one that was a passion fruit mm-hmm. that, uh, that was really good and the passion fruit one that I had was from uh, it's called PB and g and it's located out at um, four seasons that opened up at Walt Disney world but you know I really like that places are starting to go that route of making their own sodas and you know giving somebody people a little bit something different than what they get most of the time
1: right right exactly you know they uh had uh, um Uh, Like a breakdown of the, uh, let's see, I'm trying to look at the, um, (sighs) yeah, it says locally sourced purified sparkling water flavored with delicate rose essence and garnished with an edible sugar glazed organic rose petal. Wow. Yeah. They also have a uh, wild berry lemonade at uh, Carthay Circle Lounge. Uh, and that's an all natural lemonade with uh, blackberry, strawberry, raspberry, blueberry, and a spritz of purified sparkling water. So that and, sounds uh, good. Yeah. Wild berry fruit foam on, on top. And, um, you know, they do have, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, even at the Cozy Cones, they have a uh, uh wild grape tonic. Um, they also have uh, Ramone's, uh What's it called? Ramone's... Geez, can't think of the name of it. Paradise, pair of... Paradise Soda. And, um... Then they also have the limeade, uh, pomegranate limeade, which I think the pomegranate limeade, though that's uh, made by Minute Maid.
2: Yeah, it is, yeah, but it's pretty so, good though.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And, and when they give you a shot of vodka with it, it's it's good too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not I'm not a pop drinker, so it's okay. one of those things that you know if if Alton and I are sharing a drink, you know, if we get mm-hmm. one of the, the large ones and we're like, oh, we'll just share something, it right. always is is lemonade. Sure. Because I just, I'm not, I don't really
1: ever. Yeah, for me, it's like, okay, the calories in a soda and the calories in the beer are about the same. Okay. So uh, if if I'm going to consume the calories, you know, I want to get some, you know, some added bonus, added benefit with it, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's liquid bread, right?
1: Sure, exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It counts as as one of your bread servings for the day. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. um. I think that's all. Do you have right. anything else then?
1: No.
2: Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Uh, they can find me at MagicalFoodTour.com. Uh, all the social media outlets, of course. Social, uh, Magical Food Tour, uh, you know, at uh, whatever, Twitter at Magical Food Tour, Facebook at, you know, Magical Food Tour, et cetera. Also, the DisGeek Geek Podcast. So I always got to mention my boys and me. Uh, They're uh, talking about Disneyland, all the, the latest news and, and uh, feature stories and things like that. And you can check that, disgeek.com. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Disgeek podcast.
2: And you can find me at DiningAtDisney.com as well as you know Jay of course, right in there tail. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, it's Dining at Disney. On YouTube, it is The Dining at Disney. Make sure to uh, send us some emails with uh, questions, comments. You know, maybe you maybe you have a review that you'd like to share with us about a, an awesome dining experience you had. Um, you know, please do so. You can email us at, at, at com, or you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 614-992-DADP, that's 3237. And don't forget to subscribe to us and give us four-star ratings on, on iTunes. And you can also download this as well at We Be Geeks because we are part of the We Be Geek Network. Until next time, I'm Kristen with Ms. Jay and bon appétit.
0: Don't forget to send me a postcard from the Muppet Studios. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't do that, Walter. But, Gary... Because... You're coming with us! (gasps) Book your next Disney vacation with Kristen Hetzel of Magical Journeys Travel, an unconventional agency for the unconventional client. Magical Journeys is dedicated to finding the best pricing for your next magical journey.
1: Wait a minute. I love that idea.
0: Kristen will work hard to save you money and give you the quality of service you deserve. As a well-established agency and an authorized Disney vacation planner, Magical Journeys Travel has many years in the travel industry and dealing with the infamous Disney reservation system. Let Kristen help you plan your next magical journey to book travel or for a free quote please contact kristen hetzel at www.magicaljourneys travel.com forward slash kristen follow her on twitter at kristen hetzel
1: come on everybody
0: magical journeys an authorized disney vacation planner Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at weebygeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? The next generation is here. Next stage, next stage, next grade. The new Sorcerer Radio app, version 4.0. Take your favorite Disney Park music and SR shows with you everywhere you go. The new Sorcerer Radio app, version 4.0. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. We went back to the drawing board with an all-new design and features that you've been asking for. Oh, infinity. And beyond! All new designs, daily schedule page, Sorcerer Radio Disney News page, keep on screen, sleep timer, screen lock display, Bluetooth display, visual buffer, iOS 8 compatible, iPad compatible, optimized for the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, coming soon to Android. And the best part, it's free! Download! The new Sorcerer Radio app version 4.0, downloaded for free. Thank you for traveling with us! All Disney music all day long, Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com.